That image in the in the bank. We <laughs> might need it find again the one someday. Of, um, the uh, what's his face? The anchorman going crazy. Yeah, there's that one, and there's also one where it's the the guy on the the camera. It's drunk. Is drunk. He's got the bottle of like yeah. the triple X booze. Yeah, like, but I was like, big eh. old jug. Yeah. We're we're not a video, so. Yep. Thank you uh, very much for tuning in to the, well, tuning in, downloading, downloading the special play. episode of True North Nerds. With us is Kevin. May the force be with you, Ryan. Hi, and Jen. Porg. I was going to say uh, Porg, but I figured you would, so I didn't want to <laughs> steal it from you. Oh, you case, know me so well. <laughs> on the off chance you don't read the titles of these episodes, on the off chance you don't spoiler, read the disc- spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> You don't read the descriptions or anything else. I am telling you this right now. We are discussing Star Wars The Last Jedi. You've had probably, by the time this goes out, a good two weeks or a week and a half to go see it. Uh, Knowing our listeners, you probably saw it within the first two days. But I'm warning you right now, we are going to talk about The the Last Jedi with lots and lots of spoilers. If you don't want to hear any, pause the podcast now. Drive to your movie theater. Go see the movie, maybe see it twice if you want, come back, hit unpause, and then you can join in in the discussion without any problems. We'll wait, it's okay. (laughs) So, um, this is probably the most polarizing Star Wars movie ever made. I can't get over how the fan reaction has been to this movie. It is, in those terms, it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, yeah. But before we get into the the discussion of what the public thinks about it and how they may or may not be wrong, (laughs) um, let's go around the table with seeing how we all thought about it. We'll start with Jen this time, because Jen and I have only seen it once. (laughs) I I really, really liked it. I thought that... um, uh, It's late at night. The Force Awakens seemed to me to be like a rehash of like which was the popular complaint it was like a rehash of a new hope not mean that i didn't like it but it was a lot of familiarity and i liked that this one was very much uh character driven and what it really did was go into um the reasons behind all what how everybody was reacting and really highlighted everybody's flaws not just the bad guys, but to prove that the good guys aren't always right and the good guys aren't always, uh, or the good guys always make mistakes too. And sometimes there is no good solution and you have to pick the worst, the best worst one. Um, I really liked the dynamics between all of the characters. I really liked the new characters, uh, Rose and uh, Benicio del Toro. I liked his DJ. character, DJ. Yeah. 
which which was never said in the movie. No, no. I read that in the credits. Yeah. Uh, and I loved that BB-8 kicked ass. Mm. BB-8 was his normal, adorable self. And I loved all of the new animals because they had the porgs. They had I don't know the names of the rest of them. So there's the, the horse, things. the bunny horses, and the crystal foxes, who are all beautifully well done and really you know they were not just scenery for the most well the porgs kind of were but uh they were actually part of the story so i really like that they include some more of the 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 fauna of the star wars universe because we ha- you don't really see too too much of that in the yeah, in the and earlier Disney movies needs to sell more plushes and it totally works because <laughs> i have a porg <laughs> look at our instagram page <laughs> if you haven't already so what you're saying is you liked it. Yes, I did. Ryan. I liked it. Of course, it's Star Wars. I'm not going to... They have to do something really drastic for me to not like it. Like mm-hmm. the prequels? No, I still like the prequels. <laughs> the prequels have their place. They have their issues. But they're still Star Wars, and I still like them. Um, you know, it's one of those things. As soon as I left the theater, I wanted to see it again. Yes. Uh, and then... After, you know, thinking about things and hearing everybody bitching about things and hearing other people's uh, take on things, yeah, there are some things in the movie that, you know, yeah, I got some issues with or whatever that maybe I wish would have been done differently, but you know what? I don't make Star Wars movies yet, so... (laughs) um, Well, they're looking for directors, Ryan, so... You never know. That's why, you know, yeah, nothing, you know, nobody said I can't make a Star Wars movie. Well, with Disney. No, they haven't said, no, Ryan, you can't make a Star Wars movie. I'm pretty sure the minute you do and try and charge people money for it, that, however, might cause issues. Fan film, however, yeah, they're quite happy with those. They might hire me to make one. You never know. You never know. You don't know the future. Or do you, Brent? And if you do, what are the lottery numbers? Because I could use them. It's on me, too. Uh, But yeah, so yeah, you know, I haven't seen it a second time. I plan on seeing it before Christmas uh, for a second time. Uh, oh, I liked it. Kevin, I came out of the, came out of it the first time, thinking I really loved it and that I needed to see it right away. And uh, and then after thinking about it, I realized I didn't have any moments in it that gave me the goosebumps or made me tear up. Oh, really? Like even I had Justice a couple. League did just the opening music. Sorry, no. that was like I love that fanfare. Yeah. So I did see it again. I think I'm the only one of the four of us who've seen it yeah, twice. Yeah, you're the only so one. So I saw it, it again on Monday in uh, non-3D. Uh, knowing where the movie was going, it, the movie felt faster paced this time. Because uh, I thought it, it did feel long. Like it felt like a long movie yeah. the first time. Maybe it's because I really had to pee and I shouldn't have had that. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I didn't have to pee and I thought it was a little bit The long second too. time I saw it, I'm like, okay, I can go pee at this point. I won't miss anything. And so I actually slipped out and came back in. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I really do like it. I like that they've made me care about the new characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. They did a very um, good job yeah. of transitioning. Um, especially. Especially, I think the two characters that come off best in this movie are Ray and Kylo Ren. Uh, I think their storylines are the most interesting. Yep. Uh, I felt like Finn's storyline, uh, Finn worked best with Ray, and I guess they wanted to give him somebody new to work with, mm-hmm. but, but keeping Finn and Ray apart felt felt wrong to me a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Uh he, he, I, I don't know. Uh, I will just say, 
I liked it. Uh, it's probably so we're ne- we now have nine Star Wars movies. It is definitely in my top half. I would say it's probably like in your top five kind of top thing? five. Yeah, I would probably put it top five. Wow. I have a really hard time picking a favorite Star Wars movie because yeah. to me it's almost like it's one huge long movie. Mm. So it's really hard to pick. You know, it's like picking the favorite chapter in your book. It's it's really yeah. hard to yeah. to figure that part out. So what did you think, Brent? <laughs> yeah, what did you think, Brent? I went in. Um, I, I don't talk about my day job on this podcast very much because I I try to separate church and state. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> But um, my day job is, it's a writing gig, and we do pop culture stuff. Not There's usually not a huge amount of nerdy stuff, but we're also one of those sites, and I will say it openly, that does do spoilers. That's part of the reason why I don't publicize a lot of my writing for that site as much. Um, not that I'm ashamed of it, it's just, you know, I don't want to screw people over who, like, follow me because they're friends of mine, and then... I ruined the last Jedi for them because we didn't, go, for we didn't go and see it until Friday night. Uh, my shift at work is Friday morning. I get up and my first topic is ruining the entire ending of the last Jedi for me. So I went in knowing pretty much what happens throughout the entire movie, mm. and it weirdly didn't ruin it for me at all. I still enjoyed the shit out of this movie. And I think what I enjoyed the most about it is <coughs> well, I knew when they signed Ryan Johnson onto this, I've been a fan of Ryan Johnson's for a while in his other two films, that we weren't probably going to get your standard Star Wars movie. He wasn't going to do what J.J. Abrams did, and that's exactly what Ryan Johnson did. He made a different Star Wars movie. Which I really liked. Yeah. And he did such with it that... I have no idea where they're going with the next one. No. Now, there is that argument out there because word has gotten out that J.J. just, Abrams just pitched his story for the third one. That, oh, they don't don't have a plan for any of these. They're just pitching movies while, no, 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 no. J.J. Abrams knew what was going on with this movie. He's Mm -hmm. got a producer's credit on it. He saw the script, or at least probably... Up until the last draft. who I don't know if he was on set a lot, but he has a good idea what was going on. And now he could retroactively change a lot in this film. Because there's a, the way it's done, you could go back and change it. I just really hope they don't. No, they shouldn't. Because there's a lot. This was wiping the board clean. You know, it's the whole theme of the movie is letting go of the past. Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie also does. Mm-hmm. Is it isn't filmed like any of the other Star Wars movies. We don't have a lot of those long, sh- long shots of people looking off into the frontier and the sunset and stuff that Lucas with did the in dramatic a lot of music. His. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't. There wasn't like the the wipes that we have gone in and yes, there were there were a couple, but not as many. Well, not as many as the prequels, where it seemed to happen every two scenes. I never noticed those. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think they've just become part of the mm. visual language of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. But I noticed them a couple of times. They were wiped. The humor is a bit different than what they've mm-hmm. done before. It's a little bit more contemporary, but not to the point where it's going to be dated. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's making an Arsenio Hall joke or something. <laughs> well, that's kind of hard in a story set a long time ago in a galaxy far, yeah. far away. Yeah. But on a, on a whole, it's out of the new films that they've made... 
for me, it it's got to be it or Rogue One at this point. Like I really, really? liked Force Awakens, but um, Rogue One was also really good. Well, I think that any kind of TV show or movie franchise that is trying to change its, you know, its core. Uh, characters from one generation to another generation or one set of characters to another set of characters. I'm sure Marvel is going to go through the same thing. Mm. Um, It's very difficult to make that transition because the audience has grown up with these characters and Mm -hmm. these are the characters they love and these are the characters that they write fan fiction about and do art about and cosplay as and have put on this pedestal. And I really think that this Star Wars movie did a good job of, like you said, Kevin, transitioning the audience's affection from Luke, Leia, Han to Finn, Poe, Ray, mm-hmm. And, I mean, at the end of that movie, I was really excited to see what happens to Ray. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've always loved the Jedi. That's one of the reasons I love Star Wars so much is the Jedi. Um, and, you know, the whole thing of Ray becoming the last Jedi um, is just, like, it's fascinating. I'm like, mm-hmm. well... I got to see how she grows and where mm-hmm. she where she goes from here. And, you know, she's not doing small potatoes when she's revealed as the, the new Jedi for the Resistance. She's like moving a freaking mountain almost. So I think that she's got a lot of power and she's got – she's a good character. And they did a good job in this movie of really showing her um, her hesitation and her uncertainty. So I'm really excited to see where she goes from there. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Not only that, Kylo Ren too. Kylo they Ren. made more of his character in this yeah. than they have done. I I am more interested in Kylo Ren now than I like in Force Awakens. He came off as just a whiny petulant brat. Yes. In this one, he came off as a whiny petulant brat with a plan. Yes. And not only that, he one of the the interesting things on a story point is for a guy who idolized Vader. He didn't make Vader's mistake. He got rid of his emperor yeah. right off the bat. Oh, by the way, we're in spoiler town now. Oh, <laughs> that part, I was in my seat oh, that was, jumping that was up and best, down. Yeah. One of the best lightsaber fights we've ever seen. And that then whole scene, yeah. I swallowed that hook, line, and sinker. I was like, yes, she redeemed him. This is awesome. They're oh, going to be yeah. jet. Oh. And then... No, and Come I to was the dark side, so... Ray. We have cookies, but the th- the and the, th- the thing I really like about Kylo Ren, like you were saying, is that it's the same thing with all of these characters. Is that they really go into their, um, the things that make them tick. They go into their <laughs> in, their inadequacies. They developed a lot more. Yeah. yeah, they're a lot more developed. And same with Kylo Ren. Like for that whole movie when he's having the um, Force conversations with Ray. Mm-hmm. That whole time, you're like, it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Kylo oh, yeah. could go light side. Ray could go dark side. Like, they played it off really well. And it wasn't until that last scene where Kylo was like, join me. And you can see her hesitating. Like, right up to that point, you're like, could she? Would she? Is she going to? Like, who's going to win? Does she think mm-hmm. maybe if I join him, I can turn him? Yeah. Like, does she think that, okay, if I go along with him, uh, like, is she so committed to turning him that she thinks maybe if she goes along with it? she'll still have her chance and mm. does he think oh well you know i can still corrupt her and i just loved the dynamic it was great yeah i love that i did love that too i love the design of that set i loved yeah the the way color is used in this movie is really good yeah, yeah. i love those red guards because the red guards in return of the jedi looked cool but they didn't do anything yeah we never saw them do anything no, they just, just walked around they, they walked away yeah these red guards were awesome yeah 
They had those cool electric so they weapons. So had electric weapons, armor that could kind of withstand a lightsaber. Yeah, not a getting stabbed through the heart lightsaber thrust. Did one of them get stabbed through the they face? Could deflect yeah. and uh, off the arms and stuff like that. Now I didn't realize this. I heard it somewhere else. In this movie, you don't see a single lightsaber on lightsaber contact. You're right. No, there wasn't. There, what not do you even mean? There's the, no the lightsaber. Duel at, with Luke and. That's not a real lightsaber. Uh, and he oh, never. Okay. And yeah, he never. Yeah, yeah. Luke just parries and dances away Luke the never, whole time. Luke, Luke's lightsaber never t- makes contacts with Kylo's. Yeah, because yeah, it would okay. just go Kylo, straight through. Kylo yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally saw his plan for that one, though. I'm like, he's not really there. He looks too well, young. I he was fi- flashback Luke. I, I, I saw flashback Luke. I'm like, how? how what? What is going on he, here? He took a side trip to the barber on his way. Yeah. Well, I just and figured, was, you know, the, 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 uh, the aliens the that, take, that were taking care of the, the island, you know, it, while his ship's drying out after he pulled it out of the ocean, now they give him a haircut. It was also, it was telegraphed a little bit at the beginning of that scene too because there was a scene where they cut to their feet and Kylo Ren shuffles his feet and the white the white salt moves and you get the red underneath then they cut to Luke's feet and it's nothing it, like it's oh I didn't even notice yeah. that. I didn't notice I, that I, either I read a so it was like at the beginning of that battle it was they told you Luke's not here and then, so I read a. But it's so a, 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 subtle a, that so subtle. a lot of people wouldn't catch it. Like yeah. I didn't. Well, yeah, there was a thing all. with the director, and in that he's like, they, they pur- pur- purposefully took out all the, you know, how they add the extra noises of footsteps and you know all that noise that makes yeah. a movie that you they have to add in to make it sound real. Fully. Yeah, fully. Thank you. I couldn't remember what it was called. What's they it called? fully fully f o l e y. Yep. Oh. Yeah, so that's, that's when it. you see the people on like the people behind the scenes stuff going coconut clunk, 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 slam. You and know, and watermelons with machete to get that right stabby noise. Got two empty halves of coconuts and you're banging them together. Yeah, <laughs> so they put they did none of that for him apparently. When they, or, yeah. for for for, for Luke in oh, that for, Luke. for that like when he's the hologram, well, not the hologram, but the like force the, projection, the force projection. They even kind of telegraphed that a little bit too when they're. Earlier with the uh, when the Ray uh, the Ray um, Kylo conversations start, put on a Kylo. No, Kylo mentions that oh you you haven't projected because that would probably tear you apart, and uh, and that's what we see at the end of it is Luke has projected himself and at the end of it he's done. He's Luke dies or at least his body goes into the Force or whatever. So it even like hints at that. And I think that's the other thing I like so much about this movie is, yeah, it does away with a lot of Star Wars tropes, but some of the ones it does do, it does from a really unique standpoint. Like the whole um, from a certain point of view aspect of a story, we get the what happened between Luke, Luke and Kylo. Yeah. We get three different versions of that story in there. Mm-hmm. So it's that same thing without going without Luke just sitting down and going, look, this is what happened. We get the actual visuals of it this round. But mm-hmm. even when Luke tells Ray what happened, everybody's like, oh, Luke's telling the truth. That must have been what happened. And it's not. And, you know, you, you see his own fear of failure and fear of and, and, you know, shame at what happened that you can't even trust your heroes anymore. I really like this Luke. Yeah, so did I. It felt like a natural extension of the Luke we saw last yeah. in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
And I think maybe that's what everybody's problem is with it. Is because I think we all wanted to see Luke Jedi Master kicking ass. Yeah, and we don't get that. We don't get that until the fourth projected. I think everybody's so prepared because of what all that stuff, which is no longer canon and has been thrown out, but we got. When did the Zon books come out? In ninety-three, mid nineties. So we got like a good. Oh, we got like a good twenty years. Twenty of... years of those books. So it bi- it's built up in some people's minds yeah. of this is who the character is. Yeah. yeah. When in fact that's not what they did. I think even the Mark problem... Hamill was quoted saying that like I disagree with what we're doing, but I'm good. But now that I've said my piece, I'm going to give it a shot. Here's yeah. the problem with that: if they had given us that Luke the Luke who's a Jedi Master who can kick ass, then there's no reason for Rey and Poe and Finn exactly. to be Exactly. Exactly. No. And the other thing is that it's just like at the end of the movie where, you know, Luke is there to show all of the Empire and all of the Resistance that, you know, he is a pillar. He's the Obi-Wan. If you strike me down, I will become stronger than you could ever imagine. And the thing is, is that I think a lot of fans have Luke up on that pillar as it is. So they're like, he can't be... Uh, he can't lie. He can't be upset. He can't. He has to Luke's be. He's always strong. been a whiny bitch. Yeah, exactly. But I think that people have heroicized him so much that see, and that's I don't one of the. Want to go to Taji Station. <laughs> He's better than Jedi. What? He was like sixteen. But I, I just want to Living say... Living on a farm in the middle in of the, the desert. Empire, he's like, I don't have time for your stupid training. I'm just going to go and fight Darth Vader now without any training. He's going to save his friends. <laughs> well, it's good to know that you won't come to, run off to my rescue, Kevin. Well, I don't uh, know. I'm well, not well, a for training. I just wanted to comment about Luke's death at the end. Because Sorry. that's okay. I was just thinking that if Luke has to die... This is a good way to have him die. He's not oh, yeah. defeated. He's not, he doesn't lose. And it totally mirrors the first time we saw Luke too. The yeah. first time we ever see Luke, he's standing on Tatooine looking at two suns rising. Yeah. At the end of this movie, he dies sitting on a cliff watching two suns setting. Yeah, it was beautiful. And I was like, I, obviously I did not want Luke to die because I love Luke. He's a great character. But... You know, you don't want to see him defeated. You don't want to see Kylo Ren chop his head off mm-hmm. because that just is like, oh, that's so disappointing because he is that larger than life figure in everybody's mind. I think minds. what a lot of people don't get is some of the timing of some of these scenes too, which because that, the end part, like the movie is, a, for me, was a little slow in the first viewing of it, but the end part goes by really quick. And to me... The battle on Crate is amazing. Yeah. So Luke shows up. And all the rebels see Luke show up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he comes out and he faces down these new adats, whatever they are, with the big honking guns on them. Yeah. With the feet like gorillas. Yeah, and the oh, last, yeah. the last cool. thing the rebels see is these adats trying to mow down Luke, and Luke just gets up like a motherfucker. I <laughs> love, he doesn't even get, I he love just that little there sh- the shoulder wipe old, was awesome. Yeah, the pimp just yeah. you know, rushing off and, his shoulder. And at which point, that's when the rebels, shortly thereafter, the rebels leave. The rebels don't know that it was a, a ghost. No. Yeah. They just, they think Luke showed up right. and bought them time. So now Luke is this, like... Uber legend, and like, well, that's why he showed end, up out of nowhere, and he took on Adats, and exactly, he saved us all. And that's why these slave kids on a faraway planet, you know, the casino planet, that were not there, yeah, space Monaco. know about it, and have made already made their own little action figures to retell yeah. the, you know, and it just it 
just gives that spark of hope back to the resistance, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and how long do you think like we start seeing uh, the secret rebellion rings for sale? Oh, I'm sure they're already available at Disney Parks. I, I would hope so. Because that's a <laughs> neat little piece of Star Wars jewelry that you can do, right? So let's talk about the casino planet for a minute. like Space Monaco. On the, on the surface, that whole plot was unnecessary. That was the one part of the movie yeah. that I'm like... On the surface, right? Yeah. Because this is the first time we've ever seen a mission in a Star Wars movie fail. Which was another thing that I really liked. Like, right? this movie was full of disappointments yeah. for the rebellion. Rose and Finn went through that entire shlemiel in, in, well, they were yeah. gone for, they had 18 hours to do it. Their plan failed. Poe's plan failed. The, you know. It, it was a disaster. The vice admirals, whatever her name was, her, their, her plan failed. The only. Her backup plan is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. The <laughs> only thing that come, that comes out of that <laughs> is that rebellion. The story, the, the most important thing that happened on that mission was the story that Rose told the kid in the stable. Yes. Yep. That the resistance was out there fighting still. Yes, and so, fighting for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the most important thing that that came out of that entire storyline. Well, I think it also was a way to show again, it focuses this movie focuses a lot on um it it separate it doesn't separate the good and the bad. It also went to show like you know these arms dealers that you all hate they're selling you weapons too. Yeah. So, it's like, "Oh, look, yes, they're making all this imperial stuff, but hey, look, there's a tie fighter." Or so, an X-wing. An X-wing. I'm sorry. Um, so it, it it really shows that nothing is black and white. There is no. I mean, it's almost like there isn't a light side and a dark side. It's just all gray, yeah. and it depends on which end of the spectrum you're falling mm. on, whether you're on the lighter gray side or the darker gray side. Mm-hmm. So I really, and I, maybe that's one of the reasons why a lot of people disliked it was because it wasn't showing the world as black and white, good and evil, light and dark. The other thing I liked about this movie is the theme that heroes can come from anywhere. Yes, I love uh, that. I there's a lot of debate whether Kylo was telling Rey the truth about her parents. Yeah, I'm... and I hope it's the truth because when we first saw Star Wars, the first Star Wars, when that was the only movie that existed, yeah, when it was just called Star Wars, Luke was a Luke was a a hick kid from a backwater planet, or as you called him, a whiny bitch, a whiny bitch. <laughs> Who goes through a hero's journey and becomes a hero? In in A New Hope, we we know he's a Skywalker, but we don't know that Vader is right. Yep, he's just a kid from a backwater planet who who becomes a hero, and that's the same thing Ray's going through. And yep. I think it diminishes her as a character if it turns out she is a Skywalker. Yeah, yeah I it's that's one of those things that I kind of wish we had had a. M- a more definitive answer on in the film. Not so much for me, but it makes it a lot harder to walk back because as is right now with the next film, if Disney decides, oh, well, we don't like what people are saying about it, they can they can walk that story. Or they yeah. decide, you know, well, maybe we do need to have a Skywalker in this Yeah. Movie. There is a Skywalker in the movie. No, there isn't. Ben. He's a Solo. Nah, he's got Skywalker he's- blood in him. Yeah. He manages to pull the galaxy into his family garbage. So the only so. Skywalker... Well, no, Leia's still alive. But the only, I was going to say, the only Skywalker that's left is the leader of the dark side. Yeah, which is another interesting twist, right? And um, oh, I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah. The same thing that you were just saying about Rey, you can also say about Snoke. 
right? Yeah. He doesn't have to be a Sith Lord descendant from Sith Lords trained by other Well, and that's pretty much the people. thing, right? None, the the bad guys be, aren't Sith in yeah, this movie. He can just be some guy with who happens to be Force-sensitive who managed to gain control of the First Order. Or, and, and created, Snoke, or created it. Yeah. Snoke's entire purpose was to be there for Kylo Ren to take down so Kylo could take over. Yeah. yeah. So we don't need to know Snoke's backstory. He doesn't need to be the big bad because he know isn't Snoke's the backstory. big bad. He's evil yogurt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and Ray's parents are um, also from space. Her lone star, lone star, and, and Princess, Princess Vespa. Vespa. There you go. <laughs> but even just to compare it to the original trilogy, we didn't know the Emperor's backstory. No. We nope. didn't know the Emperor had Force powers until Jedi when nope. he starts shooting lightning. And nope. you you don't get any really all of the Emperor's backstory. You don't even get his name. Before. What do they call him, Palpatine, in the original trilogy at all? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. At least not until it's the a, end. It's one of those things that, um, if I'm not mistaken, that's something that got introduced in either a novelization of one of the movies, like either Empire or Jedi. Okay. Or that's a West End game role-playing game thing. And that's what a lot of people don't realize, is a lot of the stuff that we just take for granted was in the movies wasn't. It's just stuff that you've learned over the years from... The internet or books or comics. Yeah, from all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Like, when it, I, like, for instance, I've never gotten up in arms on it. I always thought it was a cool thing. But according to the West End Games uh, Star Wars books, that walking stick of Yoda's is made out of a tasty tree. Like, it's good. Like, An edible like branch. Jerky. Like, you <laughs> ch- kind of chew on it and it's a good flavor. So okay. it even says in the book that nobody knows whether he actually needs the cane or if he just likes to have it in case he needs a snack. Oh. So, like, you know, that shows you kind of, like, yeah. that's the same with all the backstory that we've gotten on so many of these characters. It's not necessarily was ever in the movies to begin with or what was planned. It's just what ended up in the books and comics and stuff. Yeah. Yoda. And Yoda in that movie. Puppet Yoda. Uh, yeah. We got Puppet Yoda. I loved that. Yeah. I loved it so hard. I was Mr. like... Turner, they are not. Yeah. Oh, young Skywalker. Missed you, I have. <laughs> Smacks him in the face. <laughs> oh, that was the best. So I read up on that. Apparently that puppet is made from the original molds from the Empire puppet. The original one fell apart. Yeah, but they but the molds they still had, uh, I guess. So it was cast from those. That's why it looked so much like the Empire. That's great. And I love puppet. that. Luke is like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna burn the tree. And Yoda's like, meh, lightning. <laughs> sure you are, kid. Well, I liked it when, uh, when, when Luke was doing uh, the training. With Ray, mm. and she's like, he's like, hey, close your eyes now, reach out, and she reaches her arm out, and he's like, oh my god, and really? he tickles her. So then he starts, oh, yeah, do you feel that? Oh, I feel, I feel it, I feel it, and it slaps her. It's like, that, oh, that. oh, oh, you. Okay. Meant, I know people. You, you meant reach out with my mind. People are yeah. complaining about it being too much humor. I don't. There's think there was always too much. been humor in Star Wars movies. Yeah. yeah, you know, like look at the New Hope when Han's running down that hallway, and then it's. Filled with stormtroopers. And then and it comes running, running right, right back. back. Or even when they're rescuing Leia and they're like, no, no, don't come. It's all right. Uh, yeah. How are you? <laughs> Aren't you a little Aren't you short, short for a stormtrooper? Yeah. No. I, thought it smelled, well, then I thought it smelled bad I on the inside. I thought a couple of the jokes yeah. didn't quite land right, but I didn't like that. I, I that really like humor. is very subjective. I'm, I'm holding for general hugs. Is General Hugs available? He called him Hugs through the whole thing. Oh, I didn't Did know. He? I caught that on the second time. Like, he's calling him Hugs. <laughs> 
old for general hugs. I forgot about that part. That part was great. Can he can he hear me? Because the thing is, is that Poe is such a smartass. <laughs> so that's like just like in the first or the Force Awakens when he meets Kylo Ren. It's like, so do I talk? Do you talk? How does this work? So do you want to do the Easter egg of what BB-8 says during that? Oh, part? oh. yeah. So the very first line of the movie I discovered is BB-8s. Oh yeah. And the very first line BB-8 says is. I've got a bad feeling about this. And that's when Poe says, happy beeps, buddy. Happy beeps. So, because if... How do you know that's what he says? It, that's what it's been said revealed. Online. Online. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was on StarWars.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, because this is the only Star Wars movie where that line has not been said in English. <laughs> it's because BB-8 is the character who says, I've got a bad feeling about this. Oh, uh, and, and BB-8... the very first line of the movie. He was awesome through that movie, too. I mean, I was a little worried that after The Force Awakens, he was going to be, like, backseat... He's sort of the droid who can do anything. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, some people are saying, you know, a little overpowered, if you look at it. Yeah, but if you look at it, okay. But then, then you can you always say, at look at R2-D2. Yeah. Well, even, not even in just the prequels. Look at him in the originals. He yeah. could. He came up with a lot of things and happened he, to be able to do a lot of stuff no, when everything he needed it. And, but in the prequels, he had rocket packs oh, yeah. and it, like yeah. screwing oil. By the time we see him in the New Hope, he's beaten down a little bit. I'm I'm sad that R two really only had one scene in this movie. But yeah. it was such a, really a touching good scene. scene. Yeah. Which brings me to my question: I asked Brent and Jen earlier before you got here. Okay. So we all know Terry Fisher has passed away. Yeah. So. Depending on what they do in this next movie, in theory, a lot of the speculation, the speculation, which is where we got ourselves into trouble for this first this movie, is is there going to be a significant time jump between this and the next I, I, movie? I think there will be. So, with that being the case, or no matter what, they're going to have to do something with Carrie Fisher's character. Here's what yeah. I think they'll do, and kind of I hope they do. The title comes up, dun, 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 Star Wars, dun, 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 and then the crawl starts, it's episode nine, the really last Jedi. <laughs> we promise it's the last It'll one. It'll be the rebirth of the and Jedi. And then the first the line search of the for crawl more money. will be, General Organa has died. The resistance... I don't know if they're going to do that, though, because they, they've sort of talked themselves into a corner, which they can always talk them well, out of. They've said they're not going to kill her off. Well, but they haven't. They didn't specify whether that was the last time movie jump. or not. Yeah, they yeah. Do. If they do, yeah. So exactly. And then, I like you said, so he bad just pitched them. the movie. I, I feel bad for the creator, for JJ and the creators, because obviously this was set up so that so that Force Awakens was Han's movie, Last Jedi's Luke's movie, and Episode Nine was going to be Leia's movie. Yeah. And we were we had one movie to say goodbye to each of them. Yeah. And we have to say goodbye to Leia without her getting the proper send off. Yeah. The thing about it too is. Is I have a feeling like now we're getting the report that like JJ's just pitched his story. I have a feeling that's a significant reason why mm -hmm. is because there was a script written. It was by Colin Trevorrow and his writing partner, right. who was the director on it and then was subsequently let go. Yep. But if that's the case, right, if they were writing out Leia's exit and it was a significant portion of that script, yeah, you got to throw it out and start from scratch because. Mm -hmm. No matter how much you had her in it, she's not going to be in it this yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So back to my question: Who takes ownership of R2. slash possession of R two and three PO? Um. Who has custody? Who yeah. Gets who custody? gets custody who gets of the, the kids? Who has custody of the robot kids? Like, does Chewbacca? does 
That's, well, that's what we love, thought. My thought was Chewbacca. Argument. Yeah, maybe. Chewbacca doesn't want three PO. Although, no. <laughs> but like uh, I said, three PO is like a, the droid spy of, master. They sort of seem like possessions of the resistance at this point. Yeah, mm. uh, which makes me think, will I thought three you know, PO was just annoying in this movie? No, like he served no purpose in this movie. He's not no. really, and I think that you know he's a total he, side character. Now. Yeah, he's not really. He doesn't really have any purpose. And you anymore. know what? Maybe that's why he should go with Chewbacca. Chewbacca goes off with the Millennium Falcon with R two and C three PO, never to be seen again. You know what uh, I mean? He no, goes, I the want Falcon is Ray ship off now. Yeah. yeah, you think so? Oh yeah, yeah. And Chewie's gonna Chewie stay and with Ray, Ray for sure. Yeah. yeah. But well, and they did I think that's the new actor in Chewie. Yeah. So. yeah, and I think R two is going to stay with the Falcon too. But he may be like he was in the Force Awakens and just basically shut down and maybe just in backgrounds. Well, that's what I was wondering. If either because you know, so uh, Poe has BB eight. Yeah, you know, does 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 Ray inherit R two D two? maybe, maybe just maybe. by being and as then part of the Finn with three PO. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor thing. Speaking of acting. Because none of us have really talked about it. Mark Hamill. He's really oh, good shit. in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, we we have known Mark Hamill as a voice, primarily a voice actor for the last 27 years, years yeah. right? Since Batman the Animated Series. And the one knock you could give the original movies is Mark Hamill is not a particularly strong actor in them. Yeah. Especially but wasn't in that his, like, first role or second role? He was, was on a soap opera. Yeah. yeah. But soap operas aren't soap exactly operas is known a different for breeding acting. good Especially actors. back then. Yeah. If you can learn your lines and memorize them, that's yeah. what they Quickly. look for. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he was just so good in this movie. Oh, yeah. To the point where I tweeted at him. Because he, he's not going to reply. But it's like, dude, witness... <laughs> You came out swinging for the fences, and you oh, he, hit it. He probably figured, you know, it's his last time, right? So, what, Unless what he comes back as a force ghost. I think I he see. might. Because, well, and the other thing is, the other new character is, what did everybody think about Rose? I liked, I liked her. her. I liked, yeah, I liked her, her, too. I think what she, do you think about Rose and Finn? <laughs> I don't, see, you and I had our different opinions on this. Well, to me, it looked like she really likes Finn, Finn hasn't considered this as an option the entire time. Yet. Yet. Well, that may change, yeah. We, I was going to say, I think after she saves his life, then he becomes a lot more interested. Well, no, I, I think that that whole Space Morocco trip, Space oh, Monaco, the, Mon- yeah. <laughs> I think that that helped Finn learn about her and they got well, closer really, together. And... Up until this point, he's had, what, one friend? Two friends. Yeah. yeah. One he's, you know, he crashed a ship with <laughs> and the other one he escaped a planet with. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. Because he was in a coma for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His awakening was really funny, too. BB-8's like... <laughs> naked and naked, leaking. Naked, naked leaking. Yeah. Finn, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, and I like the idea of the rebellion starting from scratch. Yeah. Like the, they're down to, like, 50 people mm-hmm. and Did Felicia ship. Day survive? Where was... Felicia Day was in there? Felicia Day was the very first resistance leader who's going, get everybody off this planet! Onto the ships! Onto the ships! No, I don't think that was Felicia that Day. Was Felicia I thought Day. it was... That wasn't pr- or, uh, Carrie Fisher's no, daughter? I thought it was Carrie Felicia Fisher's daughter. Felicia Day. Oh. I don't know. You saw it twice. I swear it was okay, Felicia the, Day. Somebody look that up. Okay, while you're looking that up. Just look up Felicia Day in Star Wars. It'll pop up or not. Brent, you want to talk IMDb about your favorite it. scene at the Let's end see. where uh, Laura Dern saves them all? Well, it's not right at the end, but yeah. Close that, to the end? They're, 
in movies today, there are very few holy shit moments. Yeah, that was a holy shit moment. And oh, God, yeah. When she hits it, and because of how they designed it, there's no sound. Yeah. You just see the ship. It was beautiful. And it was a quiet. And Boom. In our, like, in our theater, you could hear a pin drop at that yeah. point. Yeah. Except yeah, wrong. She looked like Felicia the Day so one, much. The one guy... Couple rows back. Couple rows back, like after it goes, like there's just a sec- couple seconds of silence, and you just hear him go, Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> the entire audience is like, Yeah. The, good move, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, very effective. Now, if you're going to go out. And she was another very complicated character who, Laura Dern, you sh- if she listens to this podcast, which I know she doesn't, you should keep your hair purple. It looks great. Really and brings Colin. out her eyes. Yeah, yeah I was love wrong. To talk about I'm sorry. Part. I swore that was Who Felicia was it? Day. I don't know. What's her name? I don't know. I, I'm Game looking Game at Felicia Game Day's uh, IMDb yeah. page. So she would have shouted that out the, to the heavens. She's in the Chew movie. Yeah, I know. There's a Chew movie. It's animated. Oh, cool. It's and she was and, uh, a voice from uh, Walking Dead. Her only Star Wars credit is a, as a voice actor in Star Wars Detours, the show that never really yeah, came to fruition. That, that makes sense. So I swore up and down that was Felicia. No, Day. I think no. I, ha- I have a feeling it's uh, Billy Lord, did Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah. That's she, who I thought she it has was. kind of like a reddish hair color going on in this movie. So, And she's thin and cute and kind of like. I could I could see the mistake. She was a she she was I mean I don't think her character has a name uh, probably no, does she but does. I don't know she's what it is. She's a Star Wars character. Yeah, you go on screen, you get a name and probably an, an action, action figure. figure. But Eventually. she had a much larger role in this film too. Like she was following Poe around and helping him out with his little mini rebellion within the rebellion. Yep. And uh, it makes me wonder if she's going to become a more prominent character because she was kind of background in the Force Awakens, yeah. and then surprised. she was more prominent here. And well, it would they be don't nice. have many left, right? Yeah, so. no, it would be good mm-hmm. if she became a more prominent and character in the next. I don't one. think Gareth Edwards is going to show up in this one. <laughs> he was the uh, the director of Rogue One. How about he's in the the trench? He's yes. the, he's beside the guy who I, I, shoots I, salt. I actually saw him this time. I yeah. was like, oh, I know who that guy is. How Edgar about Wright's uh, in there somewhere too? So apparently, Prince Harry and Prince William. Yeah, uh, they were stormtroopers. I read their scene got cut. Oh. <coughs> well, Tom Hardy's in there too, but I, I he's under a helmet, so who knows? So who's going to lead the resistance now? It's like assuming that Princess Leia is dead. And it's the Vice either, Admiral Laura Dern, whose name I don't whatever remember. Billy Lord's character is, is named, um, Rose or Poe at this point, I think. See, and I think that it should be Billy Lord's character. I think that it would be a good sense. way to bring her into it and give her a more established role. And she's because logistically that, her character has more yeah. connections. And right? that movie basically proved that Poe should not lead the resistance. Yeah. He's learned. Well, he's learned by the end of that. Yeah. Which I was wanted to get to because a lot of people are complaining about. Well, I've read some people complain about how Poe was treated in this movie and all that. I can actually understand that to a certain extent, but but it's, it makes sense from what we have known. If you look at you know, so we see him in the first movie. He's a hotshot pilot, kind of doing whatever he needs to get done, and then this movie, the whole the, once again in this movie shows throughout the whole pl- thing that the you know there are stereotypical Star Wars tropes where you know they just one person can go in with the you know blasters going and win the day doesn't work yeah yeah Which so I like really he did. you know tries to you know, he costs them most of the fleet doing yeah. his plan to destroy the dreadnought which yeah. was yet yeah, they needed to do that but at what cost as look Leia at the cost says. exactly and then yeah. you know even after because I rewatched Force Awakens and mm-hmm. the attack with the attack on Starkiller Base, I believe Akbar at one point says we've you know we've lost half our fleet. 
Yeah. So like the resistance, they're they're knocked down pretty low. And that's the thing. Like a lot of people, I don't know if they realize the resistance is not the rebellion that we know of. The one yeah. from when we when we knew it, the resistance is like. Early rebellion. Yeah. There's one resistance cell with They're some like friends Star in Wars the outer Rebels rim. Level. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, they got a handful of ships. Uh, yes, they had the Galactic uh, Alliance kind of supporting them, but the whole thing was kind of off to the side support that Leia, like, because the Galactic Alliance didn't believe that the First Order was going to be a problem. That's why the First Order was able to build up and make a, what they did off in, like, their end of the galaxy where mm. nobody was ignoring them. And, yes, okay, so people are like, well, how do you know this? But not, that's not explained in any of the movies. Well, no, yes, it's not, but they talk about that stuff in the books, how it slowly started, and, you know, all that kind of thing, you know. So, once again, you know, if you look at the original Movies, none of that stuff was explained. It was all we found out after by digging into more things. So everybody that's complaining, well, this movie didn't answer all the questions. Well, yeah, but Empire didn't answer questions. No, Empire created more questions than it answered. Exactly. Which is more or less what this movie does in a lot of ways. Did you see the cartoon I posted on our page this afternoon? Uh, With Force Awakens, people were complaining that it was too much. Too much like the original Star Wars. I'm really curious what... It would what the reception to Empire would have been like had the internet existed when it <laughs> came out. Would it be the the all time classic that everybody hails it as, yeah. or would people be shitting on it right away because it like you know because of what it did and like it, why is Darth Vader Luke's dad and all this? Oh, he's right? lying. That's stupid. Yeah, Obi Wan wouldn't lie to Luke. I also I do think that. The negativity online, some of it has to do with the fact that uh, it's it's a product of our times, and people are certain certain groups of people. The same people who are pissed off about Star Trek Discovery are the same people who are pissed off about yeah. Star Wars. And the I don't Last mind Jedi. thoughtful arguments about. Oh it. no, because like, there are some if, people. If you're that... allowed to not like a movie, yeah, but don't but... like it. Don't dislike it just because it's different. Right. You know, have reasons why, like, it, it was different, and I didn't like this, 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 and that. Well, yeah, and, you know, it's not a perfectly, perfectly written fine. movie. There's plot holes. There's characters and, and things that really weren't necessary. But DJ, name a movie do they that they really doesn't need that, that guy? Whose name, like we said, DJ, you don't need, find his name out until you watch the credits. But yeah, I think they really I, need him. But I think that have, he was an important lesson in that plot, too. Because, okay, you probably didn't need need him, but he's, again, showing that, the resistance makes mistakes, and not every plan works, and not every lovable scoundrel well, no, is a lovable scoundrel. Well, no, yeah. and, you know, it's proving that not everybody is on their side. Yeah. Or any side for that. Yeah, matter. it's not, it's DJ again, is, it's, it's the gray. Is short for don't join. He doesn't yeah. join the, emp- the Empire, he doesn't join, or sorry, the First Order, he doesn't join the Resistance. He's out for himself. Yeah. And up till this point, every character, almost every character we meet is either, yeah, I'm for the Empire, or yeah, I'm for the Rebellion. You don't really get the, the gray character who's like, eh. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to profit off of whoever I can. Yeah. I mean, even Lando, who says that he's, you know, just trying to stay neutral, ends up being in the rebellion. Well, because they... Vader keeps changing the deal. Yeah. <laughs> he froze his friend Ray, and he stole his, his city. Yeah. I wanna... Now I want you to wear these clown shoes, friend. <laughs> I want to uh, mention two characters that I thought were a little bit underserved. Uh, one was Maz Kanata. 
Uh, yeah, it, it was almost her. like she was tokenly thrown in yeah. there. Like, oh crap, she was in I the last movie. I wasn't even sure if she'd survived the last movie. That was maybe to prove that she had, yeah. that they threw her in there. The other is Captain Phasma. And I... I, I think again, that was just I closure. I think it's all... But is she really dead? Nobody. She's alive. She fell into space through fire. She fell into the bottom port of the ship. She was thrown into a... She was thrown into a garbage compactor of a planet that blew up. That's a good point. Apparently in her utility belt, she had acid to carve her way out. We... All right. Let's let Kevin finish I guess we, like... (laughs) Like we had talked about people's preconceptions, we had never been told that Captain Phasma was a badass. Yeah. People just saw that image of her and thought, "Oh, this character is a badass. She's the she's, she's got the new, shiny stormtrooper yeah. armor. She's the new Boba Fett. Yeah. Right? Her she's, armor doesn't isn't revealing and, and yet give her gigantic. She's been boobs. defeated by a guy who quit being a stormtrooper janitor twice. <laughs> you know what's funny though? The stormtrooper janitor is in many ways that's still Boba Fett. You look <laughs> at Boba Fett in the movies; yeah. he's got three lines." Bounces off then, the side of a ship and gets, and gets eaten, eaten by, by a sarlacc. <laughs> but he's the greatest bounty hunter in the universe. Yeah. So uh, I would have liked Phasma to have taken off her helmet at one point and said, "You are." Yeah. See, that's dead a, that's but, something that I. But do. she was the big. Who let you take your helmet off? Like, who gave you permission her, for her? Like, she's a you know strict by the rules person, so she yeah. would not take her helmet. Well, off. either way, helmet on or helmet off. She wasn't as badass as I think people were led to believe she was. I I think she's going to be in the next one. Though. You do? Yeah, I think I think so. And we'll see a final death for her in the next one. Uh, uh, I was reading up on her because the I guess the last Jedi visual dictionaries come out, so there's a whole bunch of like useless trivia stuff. Well, yeah, like, movie, which the, I love. I love all that garbage. Those three kids at the end all have names. Yeah. Well, of course they do, because they're getting action figures. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently Phasma's armor is made out of, you know that um, ship that Padme has in oh, yeah. Naboo, the shiny one? Yeah. yeah. Except it's the Emperor's yacht that is basically the same model. That's oh. what her armor is made out of, is metal from that ship. So oh. it's like anti-laser-ish and all that stuff. Anti-laser-ish. The other thing I like is... I saw I saw a clip of her and... uh, What's his name? Uh, John Boyega on a British talk show. Uh And they stood up. And you don't realize how tall Gwendolyn Christie is. She's like 6'3". She towers over him. She may have been wearing heels. I didn't see that part. But he stood up first, and then like she's kind of like facing him down, like you know, boxing photo style. Isn't but he she's a little a good short head <laughs> half over her? Uh, which oddly makes her really hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have Aquaman. <laughs> oh, sp- well, we'll talk later. Yeah, that's a that's a different episode. Uh, I'm trying to think. If I got any other final thoughts? And it, yeah, on this I was going to say. Oh anybody man, got final I have so on? many thoughts about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about uh, the. Let's. We we never touched on Ray going into the dark side hole. Yeah. What was that all about? That's the like the cave in Empire, right? Is right. the dark side hole? You you have to face your the dark side of yourself before you. Be but she didn't together. have a dark side of herself. No, not really. She seems <laughs> so, like she's balanced. Well, either well, that's the thing. Like she's looking for. Well, it's like she didn't. No, she went in there looking for answers. She said, "Well, and there was no answers in there for her, for whatever it is she's looking for." 
Yeah, but yeah, no, that part I didn't understand what was going on there. Too. I like this. I haven't read up on it or anything. I kind of take it now as now that we've gotten that like her parents were nobodies and all that stuff. That that whole she sees herself in the mirror is she is who she creates herself to be, not who. Yeah, she's not the product her of her parents or what or people parents. Parents. Yeah. think she is. She's good, just... bad, or the other. But she's her own. Yeah. But wasn't the point of the cave and the point of the dark of the hole to tempt you to the dark side? Yeah, but apparently that's not. But the it's case not even so much to tempt you to the dark. Well, so, so or to show you the dark side. Yeah. Like, there's no. It confused me in Empire too. Honestly, the cave that Luke goes in. Well, yeah, but so he goes. Yoda tells him that. You only take the only thing you have in there is what you take with you. So it's your own baggage you bring with you. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the the whole thing was, you know, he, you know, was afraid of or angry uh, with Vader at that point, right? Because Vader was the bad guy, and he f- thought Vader killed his father, and he didn't know if he was his father. But so really, the way Luke's baggage was his anger and his impatience, and he brought that in with him. And he was just going to become his own worst enemy by continuing with his anger. So in this, I would think that, you know, she, you know, her big thing, because with a lot of this movie, you know, they, they talk about people's, their weaknesses. Snoke brings it up and they all talk about their weakness. His weakness was thinking he was all powerful and that he controlled Kylo Ren. When really, you know, with that whole thing we talked about earlier, where he's reading his mind, he, oh, he's going to ignite his lightsaber and strike down his enemy. Yep, he's going to do that. You just have, you know, you're so full of yourself, yourself. Yeah. that you don't realize you're his enemy at the, in this moment. So I'm thinking that when she goes and she looks and it's like, you know, she could have gotten lost in that in the, in that dark space thing, that like hall of mirrors almost type thing, that the reflection after reflection after reflection after reflection. But finally came to the point where she reached out to look at what was there for her. She, she went looking for answers. She said, there was no answers there for me. And found out, you know, yeah, there is there is no answers there for you. That's maybe you're not asking the right questions. or And then so she the, finds out the whole thing. You know, she's known all along the answer. That her parents are just her parents. And they were nobody important. So then why was Luke so concerned about her being drawn to that hole and not resisting it because it's dark side and his whole influ- you know his whole interaction with light and dark is it's either light or dark oh, there's like, no real in between yeah like he thought that like he was he, almost she's, own- she's balanced right yeah well yeah she's kind of has that balance or at least she's light side enough that the dark she wasn't really tempted by the dark she was curious well what is this you know she's looking for answers she's learning uh, but he's, you know, Luke's always been afraid. Like he, well, he was anger, angry, true. and now he was afraid. His fear more or less created Kylo Ren. His fear of seeing the, the, the potential darkness in his nephew caused his nephew to see him trying to strike him down or being afraid of him. And so it's just like, it was like one started the other. It's like, what, chicken or egg? Yeah, that's true. Makes me real curious for the next one. Well, there's yeah, exactly. so yeah. many directors. And you know, who knows? Maybe all these people, everybody, you know, all these issues everybody has with this movie, when we get the next one, maybe the next one's going to wrap everything up in a nice little bow, and we're all going to be like, oh my God, you know, Last Jedi is, so the, is totally the Empire, uh, you know, Empire Strikes Back of this trilogy, yeah. and it's such a great movie. It's because it's so different. Or this next one will be like, oh, it's so much like Jedi. 
Or well, who knows, maybe the next one shits the bed completely and everybody's like, wow, that last one was really good. <laughs> the next one is starring Jar Jar. I liked what um, uh, oh, what your friend said on our post. Uh, what Gavin said. Was Gavin? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said he's not sure what he feels about this movie. It's either a 1.5 or an 8.5 at all. Oh, no, that was Rex, that. I think. Was, the, was that Rex? That uh, might have been Rex. Somebody said that. Yeah, because he's, he's waiting to see what the next one is going to be before. You're right. It was Rex. It was Rex. I'm, I'm not sure whether... He said, I'm sadly going to have to wait until episode 9 comes out before I can decide if I'd like The Last Jedi or not. It'll either be giving it a 1.5 or an 8.5. Yeah, he does have a point because, you know, if they go back and go back on a lot of the stuff that's been done in this this movie, which they really can do, like it's pretty open in certain cases, that will make this a lesser movie. So Gavin said his favorite take about The Last Jedi has been a tweet that he'll have to paraphrase. It was something to the effect of, if The Last Jedi ruins your childhood, perhaps you're too still a child. <laughs> Did we get any other comments I on the two Facebook thread? Uh, Karina uh, just said she saw it last night. <laughs> yeah. well, that's, a, that's a little bit of a feat because they have a one-year-old. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, one on, Saturday. one on Saturday. Wow. That's a baby. Yeah. So, so getting, she doesn't get out, out much anymore. Is, is, is a little <laughs> but, bit harder. Uh, we would like to hear people's thoughts on this, so yeah. please send us messages through our I, I know one particular or... person's going to give us his thoughts on it, because oh, he's already uh, tried to... He's already been texting sorry, us saying... Sorry, Ed, we can't do phone calls with our current setup. Not in any <laughs> way that they'd be audible. At any I've told him to record it on his phone, send you the file, and you could add if it to the episodes, but I don't think he... He doesn't want to do that. Yeah, at least he didn't want to, and I mentioned that to him. Yeah, so that, that I'd be willing to do. Let's guess what Ed's reaction to this movie. Is. Oh, I know what Ed's reaction. Oh, you know, is. Already, he, he, he hated it. He, well, no, no, he put he it up likes there because it it's Star Wars. He likes it, but, but he puts he, it up there with Episode Two. Yeah, he oh, thought it would really. Yeah, he, yeah it reminded him Clone Clone Wars. Okay, he felt that uh, it. I'm sorry, shits Ed, on I disagree. A lot of the stuff set up in the from uh, Force Awakens. Um. I know he did change Which, his mind. Depending about on your point of view, that's how it does do that. Oh yeah, like, we don't get any answers about Snoke or anything like that. Nope. But it, to me, that didn't matter. We don't need answers no. about Snoke. They'll do a book. There'll be novels and, and comics. Or a comic. You're and... both. Side view is yogurt from Spaceballs. There you go. <laughs> we need to watch that at again. some part. Dark mixed helmet with, takes a mixed swing with at him Jonah and... Hex. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he had a kind of a disheveled. You face mean he's there. not what's his name from Rebels? He's not Ezra. Hope not. That's a really shitty end for Ezra. If that's the case. Oh, that was remember that was one of the oh, one of the the fan theories. At that one was point. my theory in the first one, and then uh, it slowly got eroded. And like that's a, I think that's the other thing is that a lot of people are angry that their fan theories just aren't right. No, yeah, because I know like a lot of my guesses were completely out the window with this film. Like, my other thought was Ezra might be DJ. Because they said from the beginning, DJ's not his name. And they're still going with that. Yeah. But he, I don't think he is. And unless, that's the thing, too. Unless he, we get a spectacular turnaround in the next movie and where he, he pulls could out be a lightsaber. Ca- no, the, you know, <laughs> DJ could be a character. Yeah, okay, something, you know, might have been a waste of a character. Or could have been skills that were given to Rose. You know, yeah. And, you I know, really like Benicio Del Toro in the part, though. That's my well, that's trouble the thing. with it. And he, but that's the thing, you know. It might be a fact that you know he wanted to be in Star Wars. Maybe he put it out there that you know I like Star Wars. I I'll be somebody. Oh, he'll be in any genre movie. So, but then it could be like you know 
Yeah, okay, yeah. It's not a big character. He doesn't mean anything major. He, you're never going to see him in the, in the movie again. Yeah. He just happened to be played by Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, and he, did, he didn't weird him up too much. I was... Gave him that little stutter. Little stutter, which... It, I like Is that. it bad that I just assumed that's from a death stick addiction? Oh, no. That, <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. I just thought maybe it was some kind of like alien the, speak... De- out of death stick or something. He pulls out a pack of something. Does he? I don't know. Yeah, I know he had his little his little cell. cards. Yeah. Well, maybe that was it. Because he pulled out one of his little cards and he kept... He'd always put them to his mouth and then he stuck it in the lock yeah. and then... Stuck it in the different things. I'm just, and, uh, I'm still amazed at how many people just like yeah. went off on this movie. I like yeah. the new bombers, the new ships. Oh, if we the, could talk the, ships for a bit. They're old. They're like they're that we haven't seen them before, but they're like they. So did anyone else go have before this, the first rebellion or something? Anyone else have this question flash to their mind? How do bombs work in space if there's? Oh, uh, no I got an answer to Magnets. that actually due to that book that I was ta- telling you about. So. Jen is correct. It is magnets. The bombs have magnets. Yeah, they're uh, weirdly now though like they're they're obsolete bombers. So it says in the guide that their their other job is mainly used for uh, dropping supplies on like hard to get to places because then you just go tum, 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 right. Yeah, and also used as like water bombers for. Um, uh, force fires, <laughs> like, and they're very, yeah, both of those they're very really slow. Work. Yeah, so that, that's how they, because gravity doesn't work in, no. in no. space like they that. They were very slow. It, Could they not have come out of hyperspace just to scooch closer? They're old. Appar- yeah. According to the book, I think they like predate like some of the X wings and stuff that they were using. Like, they're... well, and if you look, because they had mostly well the newer style X wings, where it's yeah the half circles on the wings, not that each the wing has a full. Yeah. Because uh, so I played the there was a uh, expansion or a, a DLC for Battlefront Two, the video game. Um, Which, by the way, as Ryan was correct, the characters in Battlefront Two are not also not raised parents. No, so they, because their their daughter is one of the, the characters game. in the story of the game, uh, and then in you know when you first meet them, both her and her mother are flying X wings. Her mother is one of, in one of the old style X wings, and then the daughter in a new style X wing. Mm. So that was kind of cool. And then they do their little story. So this the story of the game now takes place. Pretty much around when starting, just about, well, I guess it, up leading up to the destruction of Starkiller Base. Because you see Starkiller Base blow up. Okay. Then you see them, when they do their escape from where they are, uh, they go to the, the Resistance planet and they're evacuating. So it's, and then they've got the, uh, they have the plans for the Dreadnought. That's how they knew where, how to hit the Dreadnought and what to do at the end. Because mm. they brought the plans for the Dreadnought with them. And then they get sent out on a mission by Leia to go to the Outer Rims, uh, the Outer Rim, to look for, you know, to drum up support, to look for their friends, to, to, to tell people what, what's happened. And that's how the game, you know. It, the, the DLC story part is only maybe an hour and a half worth of gameplay. Yeah. But it's free DLC. And it's added story, so and the story's not bad to that game. No, I enjoy the story. I enjoy the game on a whole. Like once you play it a bit and you get used to how it, you know, how the mechanics work. Yeah, it's fun. You know, you get to shoot people and you get to be stormtroopers and droids. Oh, the droids! When you drop a little uh, the the turret that shoots people, the mm. the droid goes, <laughs> "Bye bye turret!" And he's like, "Bye little turret." <laughs> the droids are hilarious. 
the Roger Roger. And... So no I Roger Roger. It, no, they, no, they go oh, Roger they Roger and I, I guess we've uh, we've come to the end of this episode. Weirdly, we we managed to keep it within. Uh, yeah, we still have time now. if you want to keep going. Well, yeah. is, is there? Does anybody have any really final statements that they want to say about this movie or what they they thought of it or anything? I think we've I think already we've said it covered all. all our bases. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're all just super looking forward to the next one. I think I, it's Star Wars. No we're gonna idea. like five it. months till the next Star Wars movie. Uh, Solo movie, which is going to be the interesting Solo. one. Because I'm oddly not looking forward to that. We haven't too much. even seen a teaser for that yet. Yeah. Yeah. But we did know, see some good trailers with this one, though. We saw oh, Ready Player One in yeah. 3D. Ooh, yeah. That looks really good. And, and, and Jumanji. And Jumanji. I want to see that, um, too. When Jurassic I saw World. it in Aurelia, I, we got the trailer for um, A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, oh really? I didn't get yeah. that one. I forgot that one was coming yeah. out. Yeah, it's very sparkly. I saw the trailer <laughs> for... And Oprah-y. Uh, and Oprah-y. Yeah, well, she's the executive producer of the movie. And one of the stars of yeah. the film. I saw the trailer for Mortal Engines the other day. Apparently That's what a, it's called. It's based oh. on a book series, but it's about like cities have become like moving like cities' vehicles and they eat other cities and stuff. Okay. I was trying to tell Peter somebody Jackson's about that today it. and it I couldn't for the life of me cool. remember what it was called. And there was also a trailer for the new Matt Damon movie, Good. Downsizing. Yeah. Oh, I want to watch that. That looks fun. I think so, it's going to be a Netflix movie, but it kind of looks fun. Maybe my dad's ruined it for me because my dad's company provided uh, golf carts for that film. Uh-huh. And he called me up and that, or he texted me or something. He's like, so what's this uh, movie with Matt Damon about? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, best I can figure out from what they what the, the prop guy told him is... Like, best it sounds to me is like, honey, I shrunk the kids, but stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that is stuck with me. Anytime I see a poster for it, I think that should be the line underneath it. I don't even know. I know uh, I met somebody who did see it at TIFF and said it wasn't. It's an Alexander Payne movie. So, who is he? Did um, uh, it sounds really familiar. uh, He did Adaptation, didn't he? And I don't know. So, back to The Last Jedi. Anybody got any final thoughts? Anything you want to say? I think we... I think we can wrap it up and go to... We're going to Star Wars Trivia Night. Yes. Mm -hmm. To win free beer. Hopefully, we're going to decimate. Here's hoping. Our team name is Tastes Like Porg. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing we didn't... We didn't even talk about Porgs. And Chewbacca. I did a little bit. Because they they weren't like the Ewoks. They were just kind of there. They were awesome background characters and that whole part when they were on space ireland i was like oh there's a pork and there's a pork, i like the and fact that chewbacca pork. was gonna eat one and they're just <laughs> looking together like he's a monster i love that it doing? was like rotisserie chicken with feet <laughs> i think chewbacca should have just eaten that thing well i mean it's already what dead cooked like, what do you think luke's been living off of porgs and fish but and, and that weird sea and, cow milk <laughs> <laughs> but we finally know where that blue milk comes well, from. well well although that was green milk yeah, it comes from uh, Blue Milk's Bantha Milk, isn't it? Isn't He's like, I developed a taste for it on Tatooine. <laughs> Getting stuck all in his and beard. Alex, fresh from the teeth. Just to correct myself, because I'm the one of, uh, who always says the wrong thing, Alexander Payne did not direct uh, Adaptation. It was about Schmidt election sideways. Oh, okay. Nebraska. He's made some good movies. Yeah. Just not, eh, eh. I don't know. Yeah, nothing yeah, in the tra- yeah, nothing yeah. in the trailer like caught me. But I, was, I thought it was an interesting premise. Okay. It's fifty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Well, who ca- who cares about Rotten Tomatoes at this point? It's now that we know that like it's 
being actively attacked and stuff like that. It's, yeah, there's a group apparently out there that are you know reveling in the fact that Star Wars has such a low score and that anytime it's written about and it shows the, the, the score... They talk about how it's you know them because they've created all these like bot accounts to put low scores, to put zeros it. in. Yeah, but that's only for um, that's for only for the, for the fan. Yeah, because the the critic, the critic, the critic score is, is high. Yeah. That's why it's like why there's such a big swing between the two that it's. I'm also curious what this means for Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy that he's making. I think you know what though. So if he made a trilogy like like this. Mm. I think people will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that it's characters. It's that Luke and you know, yeah, he went the into core. the toy box and he he went into the toy box, Luke's arm, <laughs> threw Luke away, melted him answer, with the magnifying glass. Didn't answer any of the questions that JJ put out there when he was playing in the toy box. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of something else we didn't mention. Did anybody think think it was awesome that Leia finally got to use the Force for something? Yes, I'm like, I know people are complaining that. Oh, why is she flying through the air like Mary Poppins? Because she's I got did, the freaking Force. I did think there was something weird in the pose that they chose for her to do it. Yeah, yeah but, that was a little what, weird. You know, she's reaching out to you know to do a Force pull. Or yeah, pull, and but she's in wearing space, a it's full dress. If anything, too, it's so. gonna pull her in, right? She's not gonna pull the ship to her. I was like, finally, Leia can use the Force and not just go, Luke. Do I sense you? Yeah. Anyway, that was my last comment. Anybody want to uh, recommend any Star Wars themed stuff for a last minute geek pick? Oh, it has to be Star Wars themed? Okay, I'll I'll pick this one before before Brent does then. Star Wars isn't Uh, I recently picked up a new Star Wars action figure. Uh-huh. A, I picked up a the, non-canon, a non-canon figure. from the Legends line. It was the fan-voted figure, I believe, uh, of Jaina Solo, James. who was their daughter, one of the twins from the books. Right. Jaina and Jason. Yeah. Awesome figure. You know, she comes in a flight suit with all the little extra like rubber things you know, that they have, which you can take off. And uh, Brent, uh, sorry, pointed that out to me after I hadn't tried, but... Uh, lightsaber, removable helmet. It's um, it's really it's a really well done figure. And so far, between the two that the one that I bought and the one that uh, Ryan has bought, it, it they didn't do a crappy paint job on it. No, it the just, paint jobs it, have all been good. Yeah, nice. <laughs> okay. no, no derpy eyes. Did you have one? Uh, Do I have. You don't have uh, to. I'm just throwing it out there to finish uh, off the episode. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I. Uh... I'm Go gonna watch the movie again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Star Wars Dark Empire, which is not also not canon. The comic? The comic. Oh. The uh, the Cam Kennedy, Tom Vetch yeah, comic. Yeah. That was the first Dark Horse comic. Yep. And it was so good. Yeah. Which it, one's that? Um, the Emperor Comes Back, Luke Goes to the Dark Side. Okay, there's a book too, isn't there? It takes place after the Zahn books. I don't yeah, know but if I thought they've there ever... Was a, I think... It was a comic first. I told you that okay. I have Because it was actually supposed to be the end of the Marvel line of comics. Like that it was going to be the next story. And then they canceled the Marvel comic line before they got a chance to. Okay. And then years, a couple of years later, uh, Dark Horse picked it up. Because Marvel didn't, Marvel was having financial issues and didn't think there was, any, it yeah. wasn't selling as well as it was. And Dark Horse was like, we'll take a crack at it. And they called these guys. I'm like, you had a story, right? And they're like, oh, yeah. He got a story for you. Because that was part of that canon. Yeah, and they that, reworked it a little bit in order Because I know, to, I remember they made reference to it in later books about how 
you know, when Palpatine came back, and Luke kind yeah. of turned to try to thinking that he I can. Th- but unto itself, it's still really good book. I think I mentioned on this podcast a while ago that I have a large format British printing of the first issue of that comic. Yeah, I'm jealous. I love Cam Kennedy's artwork. I think Jen's picks are Squirrel Girl and Porks. Yep. Oh, I, I I do have one actually. I love the Forces of Destiny shorts on YouTube, and I know those are polarizing to a lot of fans too. The last but I one, I think they're so fun. I don't know if they've done one since, but the one on Endor, where Han and Chewie have to keep the Ewoks from eating stormtroopers, <laughs> <laughs> because Ewoks mixed. are cannibals. Well, they were well, going to eat the stormtroopers. They don't eat Ewoks. So that makes them not cannibals. Somebody, They're humanitarians. Sorry. They only eat humans. Yeah. There you go. Somebody <laughs> did a, a did a look at like uh, like took a contacted scientist that what Endor would have looked like after something the size of the Death Star blowing up and essentially bits of it crashing and raining in it. debris. Like, the Ewoks were no more because yeah. if they were like most of their population probably would have been wiped out a little bit from between the Empire battle, the bits of Death Star falling on their heads. And then their ecosystem just being disrupted to the point where there's probably not a hell of a lot. Well, there's probably other tribes of Ewoks, not just that single tribe. Well, there was also the bad guys. What were they called? Uh, The Dulocs? Yeah, but is that canon? Uh, I don't. Well, they were also in the um, the 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 two one of the the the, the movies. Not both of them, but they are mentioned in one. Return to Endor. Is that the one with Wilford Brimley? There's that and Caravan of Courage. Those are the two. I haven't seen those in forever. Probably a good 20 plus years. They were briefly <laughs> on DVD, and I kicked myself to this day that I didn't buy them. Because I'm sure they're on Daily Motion, but I haven't watched, no. gone looking for them yet. Jen, did you have anything? Just Squirrel, Girls and, Squirrel Girl and Porgs? Well, specifically this Porg, which you can see on Instagram. I took pictures of him. Um, Jen bought a Porg while we were he in the suction. Space. So you know that part in the movie where... Uh, Chewie's flying the falcon through the salt planet, mm-hmm. and the pork goes flying and smacks into the window. I have one of those. He's got suction cups on his flippers, and he suction cups to my office window. So I have my own suction cup pork. And he came with a sticker, too. And he came with a it? sticker that said pork on board. <laughs> I also really like the Star Wars blips. And Squirrel Girl, of course. The the animated little, oh, the little, little droid things. shorts. Yeah. And there's one where Chewie's flying the falcon, and there's like... Porgs getting in his way, and then he hits hyperspace, and you just see the lines like of the hyperspace going through the porg's eyes, and it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it is blowing their minds. <sighs> so overall, we we all really enjoyed it. You can go to the theater to make up your own mind. Um, if you have, if you don't like it, and have like a good argument against it. Please Even feel if free you to don't post have it. a good argument, that's your choice. You're well, yeah, just like don't share it with me. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> I don't want to hear like I didn't like it. I, I want to hear why you didn't like it because I I don't understand it. I, I liked it that much. But uh, that's it for this special. So uh, the next time you hear us, it might not be us. It might be the the thing I recorded at uh, Fan Expo because I don't mm. think we're going to get together again to be able to record before. Yeah, for the, her. No, we're we're continuing in the new year, um, just with Christmas and everything. I don't think we're going to make it next week. And uh, well, between Christmas and our schedules, and Mister Popular over there with his theater and his friends, and well, I, uh, 
Uh, once Christmas is over, my schedule frees up quite a, a lot. A little bit, yeah. So, um, I haven't decided what's going on. There will be something in the regular episode slot beyond this. So, um, so Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, or Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. And, hope you're well, and uh, hope everything went Safe well travels. for you. We will, uh, we will see you in, or hear you will hear us, I guess, in the new year. And if you get anything geeky for Christmas, tell us. Post a photo up. Yeah, post Throw the it up on up. on the on the group. I don't know if you can. You can't really on the uh, on the on the one page, but on the uh, on the group page, you can do. You can post mm-hmm. stuff. And I know Shane does. So and thanks, uh, Shane. Also, a um, uh, little bit of a shout out to a uh, a listener and friend of the show, a guy named uh, who goes under the name Rex. Uh, Jen and I ran into him at Georgian Mall. Very nice gentleman. Very smart, and he and his son are building R two units. Yeah, he was showing us some videos. They look and, amazing. Yeah, he's doing some really cool stuff. And he did a stop motion video of them building the frame for it, like them putting it together oh, and stuff cool. like that. Yeah. So he said we could uh, throw up some photos and stuff. And I plan on it once I get some time to snag them from his account. And <laughs> throw them on. Yeah, but awesome. uh, yeah, the, um, when he gets them more built, and I, I feel that we should do something with it. But I don't know what, since we're mo- mainly audio. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, he will be able to talk about his journey at the third annual Barry Public Library Comic Con in 2018. Oh, that's cool. But we have not even started planning yet, so I don't know at this point if that's going to fly. But it's an idea that I'm going to propose. Yeah. And it also depends on his timeline. Of whether course. they get them done or not. So Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the, the Rex is doing some cool stuff, and hopefully I'll be able to post some pictures from it as well. And, and just, like, we love hearing from listeners. We don't, we don't hear much from you guys. Some of you we hear a lot from, but not some of you we don't hear anything from at all. Like the couple of you who are in uh, the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union. I checked our Blueberry stats today, and we've got listeners. We've got repeated listeners there. In Russia? Russia. Somewhere. Awesome. Hi, Russia. Uh, Hi, Russia. And I think China was the other one. I, cool. I looked at a couple Hello, of Hello, China. Was it repeating? Some, didn't we figure? Oh, no, that was uh, South that Africa. That was Gavin in South Africa. No, we, we've got we've got a couple people that are, and Brazil shows up too. Wow. And Hola, I don't Brazil. know. It, now, some of this might be routed internet signals and stuff like that, but it's whoever you are, you're, you're a loyal listener because you've downloaded more than couple times. Please so. rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. So for Kevin, Ryan, and Jen, this is Brent saying uh, have a good new year and we will see you on the flip side. May the force Porg. be with you. Porg! Porg! Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds, and you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.